Welcome to Reader's Guide to the Galaxy, featuring Bethany, Susan, Fiona, Leah, that's me, Julia, and whoever decide else to show up this week. That would be me. Yeah, that's Jake. Special guest stars this episode will be Liz and Catherine. We'll be talking about the book Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo on this, our second episode, talking about the upcoming Netflix series and the many, many, many ships that come with both. Also, murder and stuff, that's also there. Hey guys, it's Leah here again. Just wanted to let you know that while I was doing some editing, I realized there's a few spoilers for books and movies. In terms of books, there's Carry On and The Lunar Chronicles are mentioned. Just a few tiny spoilers for those. Highly recommend you read them. Hopefully we'll cover them eventually because they're fantastic. And in terms of movies, we there's a teeny tiny little spoiler for Avengers Endgame, but come on. Y'all should have already watched it, and if you've been on the internet already, you, you know. Hey there, readers, and welcome to the podcast. As Leah kind of mentioned before, this is a slightly more violent book, as the main characters are all part of some gang set in a fancy old Amsterdam, maybe America, capitalist nonsense thingy. This place, Ketterdam, is a place where getting the money is the most important thing. Their main god is the god of commerce and money. Ah, uh, yes. Mooney. So yeah, this book starts off with some whiny teenager being sad about his mustache. Woo, team juice! Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, this idiot is in love with this healer chick, Anya, but since she's magic, she's indentured under the councilman she's serving, basically a slave. And also, this book is not about these people. Why are they here? So it's Romeo and Juliet, but with murder. Uh, no, well, kinda, because, you know, Anya gets fed some drug, and then she starts having super Healy powers, and then she basically kills everybody in the compound, including Juice, and then she dies of withdrawal from that drug. So, they both still die at the end. Oh, there's so much death in this book, because now we cut to our actual murder babies, Kaz and Inej. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay then. These two are negotiating gang territory. Okay, actually, Inej is climbing the surrounding walls as a lookout while Kaz is negotiating with his backup Jesper and Big Bollinger. I don't care. They flex around a bit until Kaz does his dramatic reveal of Big Bollinger was a traitor this whole time. Also, I bribed the guards. Also, I insinuate that I would kill the other guy's lover. I'm the bastard of the barrel, but everyone loves me anyway. So, like... Batman. Actually, yeah, Zack Snyder's Batman on drugs is pretty much what Kaz is. He shoots the big Bollinger guy and tells him if he survives to leave um, Ketterdam forever and make sure no one from either gang will help him. Inez, Inez has to shank a guard for this to work. Jesper makes a one-liner. That's basically how these three will operate from here on out. Isn't this supposed to be a heist book? Oh. They, you know, uh, do heisty things? Well, see, the first section isn't kind of super relevant to this. They just kind of introduce, you know, gang stuff. Then Kaz gets kidnapped, which is supposed to be impossible or something, because as mentioned before, he's like, I'm the bastard of the barrel, or, or whatever. And this guy, Van Eck, ugh, tells him about this magic drug that Anya took. So it's like fantasy shrooms or magical steroids. So in case it hasn't right? been made clear, Jake has not read this book and has no idea what's going on. But yeah, apparently this drug thingy is really, really addictive and destroys any magic user that takes it from the inside out, eventually dying either from overexertion or withdrawal. This guy, Van Eck, tells Kaz the council will give him 30 million crews, which is their stupid, stupid currency name. Who names it crew? To get the guy who knows how to make this stuff out from the ice court, which is where their dis- which is their discount Norway magic prison. 
Hey guys, it's Nikita. Real quick, this magic system is split into three domains. Healing slash body control magic called corporal kai. Wow, I can pronounce things. Storm slash natural disaster magic called ethereal kai. And building magic called material kai. The countries are somewhat analogous to geographical regions that we, as, you know, lame earthlings are familiar with. Ravka being Russian, Fierda being Norway, and Zemini being loosely based on the continent of Africa, with Suli caravans being something of a gypsy race. Okay, carry on. Right, so they have to go to Fierda to get to the ice court to break this guy out, and Kaz starts amassing his team. Mm. He gets Jess Bernie Nege, the guys from earlier, and this chick called Nina, who's a heart render, which means she has a kind of magic where she can control other people's bodies and knock them out or kill them or, like, heal them to a certain extent, but she's kind of bad at that. Kaz asks her to help break out this other guy, Natias, who's a Druskelly? Okay, I'm not pronouncing that right. He's he's a witch hunter. So he's a witcher. (sighs) Yes, Jake, he's a witcher. And, a.k.a., he wants to kill off all the people with magic because they're, I don't know, unholy or something. Ah, yes, burn the heretics. Oh, God. So Nina and Matthias get on great as the witch and witch hunter of the group, especially since she's the reason he got thrown in jail. More on that in their flashback scenes. They also have, like, a um, literal love-hate relationship. They have a lot of issues as a couple. It's just... Sounds like there's a lot of people with a lot of issues in this book. The last guy is Baby Wyatt, who turns out to be Jan, 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 Van Eck's son, living on the streets for some unexplained reason. Does it get explained? Okay, it does get explained, but that's in the spoiler section, so go read the book to find out. Spoiler warning! This is the beginning of the spoiler section. Be warned! Right, so presumably you've read the book or don't care about spoilers, because now Bethany, Susan, Fiona, and our lovely guest stars will be talking about the characters throughout the book, spoiling everything. Thanks for having me. Now, on to discussing snazzy things. In other words, Six of Crows. My favorite character is definitely Kaz. Kaz is the mastermind always two steps in front of others, but he refuses to let his guard down in front of others, with the exception of Inej. Inej is a member of his crew. Well, she just makes him a better person. She reminds Kaz that he too is human, as all of the members of the crew are. Inej knows Kaz more intimately than he has ever let a person be with him, and she knows what to expect from him. And just the way that Bardugo intertwines the two is fascinating. So, now we're going to be talking about ships, which is, you know, romantic pairings in between characters. Since not all of you are going to be familiar with uh, terms that we're going to be using, here's the quick definition. Canon is what happens in the book or, like, in the show. It's what happens. Fanon is what fans say happens or what they want to happen. Headcanons are never confirmed or denied. It, like, technically it could be a thing, technically no. A ship is two characters in any relationship. A bro-TP is a relationship but friendship, not romantic. OTP is a one-true pairing, the ship you want to happen by all accounts. No-TP is something you don't ship or don't like it at all. So, the first ship we're going to talk about is Kinesh. Kinesh! Oh, <laughs> Hi guys, it's Nikita again. Did you miss me? I bet you did. Now for my actual expertise, Kanej, the ship, the best ship. Let's start with, I think it's chapter two, right? We see that like from the first moments of their interactions, we see that, you know, even though Kaz puts on this exterior of being like, you know, I hate everybody and I like to kill everybody and I am a monster. Inej is not like that. Inej believes in the best of Kaz. Because he later says, you know, when he's like being insane. Her voice had brought him back from the dark. It had been the tether he gripped and used to drag himself back to some semblance of sanity. 
God, he's whipped. Oh, my God. (laughs) He really loves Inej. And, you know, Inej sort of becomes his motivation later on. But the best thing about this ship is that they don't sacrifice their own characters in order to be together. Inej makes it very, very clear that she wants Cass to be a better man before he can have her and be with her in a relationship. And I think that's what makes a relationship so meaningful and so special is that they care deeply for one another, but they also want each other to become better and they want the best for themselves as well as for each other. Quick interjection here. Nikita once spent an hour during swim practice talking to me about Kaz and Inej in between sets. She's a teensy, eensy bit biased about this. Not biased. <laughs> biased. In her defense, Kaz and Inej are the cutest in this book. Yes, but, you know, we have other ships too. Right. So the thing is, is that what uh, Leigh Bardugo wound up doing was she kind of paired off all of her characters. Um, so we have Kaz and Inej, which is the really ah. cute... Yeah. And we have... Wylan and Jesper and Nina and Matthias. (laughs) Nina and Matthias. What about Juice and Anya? They're in one chapter and then they both die. I don't think. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But yeah, so let's. We've already talked about Kinesh. We haven't exhausted that topic by any means, but I think it's time to move on. One hour at practice. (laughs) I would like to remind everybody that swimming is when you're holding your breath, so in the middle when you're supposed to be catching it was when she was sort of screaming at me about how romantic Kaz was. But another ship that we really, really like is Wesper, and this is like kind of the awkward ship. Wesper, by the way, is Wylan and Jesper. Um, and they're they're really adorable. They're both like dorky around each other. And I think it's relatable for any sort of introvert who's kind of like conflicted with their feelings. And they're they're really really cute. So we see Jasper kind of flirting with Wyland outright because Wyland is super cute, and Jasper's like yes please. But you know Jasper, despite all his flirting, we also see that he's kind of insecure to kind of go for what he wants with Wyland because. You see that unlike any of his other crushes, he believes that Wylan is too good for him. They do the thing where they like push the people away from them. And, and then get mad when they're away. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny. Like, Kaz, the reason that Inej is not... It's like, it's like they push people away, and they're like, why doesn't anybody love me? Like, that's, yeah, that, that's the, kind of what Both they of them do. are kind of act like that, and then Wylan... Sh- so the thing about Wylan, though, is that especially in, like, in book one, we don't get his point of view until like at all until book two so you really have no idea how this guy acts or anything except for like how the other characters perceive him as so it's and it's also kind of symbolic of wyland kind of finding his own voice and power to express himself and like we see that in book two he's the one who actually makes a move to be with jesper like he's he's kind of found himself and i think that's one of the beauties of wyland and jesper is like you know jesper puts himself to be confident but he's insecure and ultimately it's wyland you know the shy guy nobody really thinks any anything of that who really takes the step forward and goes for what he wants in our defense they have like two of the best relationship tropes you have flirty guy and shy guy but the shy guy is really the one who does everything and you have the power couple that kind of just like you don't mess with them when they're together yeah Um, you have nina and matthias so nina and matthias unlike kazinej and wesper they kind of don't bring out the best in each other. Yeah, it's they, a really complex relationship. Like, yeah. they don't push each other to be better. What they do is they try and fight over their hatred for each other to realize yeah. they ultimately love each other. I mean, in their so the thing is, is that, like we mentioned before, Matthias is a witch hunter, and he sees Nina as the witch. So obviously their thing isn't going to be great. And to add on top of that, um, so they got stranded together, and then Nina 
was the reason that Matthias ended up in jail because But also the reason Matthias is alive. Yeah, like it's it's a really messed up relationship for both of them. Um Matthias has to fight against all his beliefs yeah. that he's grown up with for so long to try and um fully act on his love for Nina because he does love Nina and he he does want to love Nina fully without feeling these conflicting emotions. Like it's it's also kind of analogous to some real-life relationships that we've yeah. seen throughout history. But it's not fun to read because they don't... They do somewhat bring the best in each other, but they also don't. Like, it's, yeah. it's a lot... It's a lot more unhealthy than the others. I think, overall, they may not be as cute as, you know, Kaz and Inej or, like, Wylan and Jesper, but I, their relationship is really, really important to the story and the overall narrative and to the overall point that Lee Bardugo is making. We could talk about crack ships, like, you know, uh, Kuwait and Jesper. God, that's not even a crack ship. That just kind of happened. That was just awkward. Just, I Did anybody else cringe? I would like to know, because yeah. I was just cringing the entire time. I, I was just laughing scene. at how fanficy it was, because I'm like, I've read this exact same plot in a fanfic where it's like you think you're kissing somebody else. Wait, no, no, no. Crescent Thorn did that. Oh, wait. <laughs> and We're was... talking about the Lunar Chronicles for, yeah, Aww. just yeah, shameless like, plugs somewhere else. Yeah, like, the thing is, is that the whole I kissed you because I thought you were somebody else and now the other person is mad at me, it's like, it, it was kind of a fanficy trope that while I appreciate fanfic, it was kind of funny to read in a published book. It's like when you're reading Carry On after reading some fanfic and you're like, Okay, so every single trope I've seen in a dreary fanfic I read one time is um, is right here, and I don't know how to feel about that. Like, that's why good. I that. I feel good. Yeah. It's a good feel-good novel, I'll say that, for Carry On, which we will eventually cover, because Susan's going to make us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess that's it for our O-Ship segment. And now for something completely different. Now that all y'all basically know what's going on, here are some conspiracy theories I have about this book, because I was bored. Anyway... Leigh Bardugo made this and then it'll lead into Hamilton because there are so many Hamilton references, you guys. I swear to God. There's the guns and the ships thing at some guns point. And, ships and then they spell Skylar the same way they do in the original Broadway cast recording. <laughs> Plus, can you imagine Hamilton in Ketterdam? He'd just destroy everybody. I want that. Hamilton would love Ketterdam. It's true. He would. Yes. I can't argue with that. Yes. Yes. Him yes. and Kaz yes. would just yes. probably not be besties. They try to kill each other constantly. And that's the exact kind of content we want from this kind of thing. Kaz is a beautiful little baby who is too old for his age. Okay, I showed the book... He's 16 or 17. No, I showed the book to my dad, and I'm like, okay. I mean, he was like, okay, so as a teenage boy, I can very safely say that teenage boys do not act like this, or think like this, or talk like this. (sighs) He's a 25... He's messed up. But he's a 25-year-old. If he was a teenager in that body, he'd be screaming bloody murder and trying to hack Pecorillas with a hacksaw. Also, she she modeled a lot... It seems like she modeled a lot of the stuff that goes on off of Europe, because it's just a big old mess. Zemini's clearly Africa. The what Fierda is like everything that's vaguely northern boring. white people. Yeah, exactly. They're all blonde with blue eyes. Like we're not even making this up. He's pretty much a Nazi. So. <laughs> he is. Or I mean, that. you're not wrong, mm-hmm. but yeah. So he gets he gets nicer. Plus, you know. there's a Ketterdam, nicer. which is like capitalist America or Amsterdam or something. So basically, you just go full south for. So you go you start in Europe, right? You go south and you take Africa. You go north, you take. 
Norway. You go east and you take the the China and you turn that into the Shuhan or whatnot. Oh, and you also you take, and you go west um, and take America, and that's how you yeah, come with your countries. You you also take the economic crash of two thousand eight and make the Ketterdam uh, whole economic system. Vans seem to be based off um, the gypsies, right? Yeah, I think they so. act like Romanian gypsies. Probably. I came up with this. And no, <laughs> a, a major theme throughout the book is how Kaz wears these gloves, and everyone's like, well, why does he wear these gloves? He must have really ugly hands. But no, here's why. He's Elsa's little brother. I came up with that. No, he, I came up with that. He does not yeah. wear them because he is his because he is her little brother. He wears them because, like... No, he's traumatized. That he doesn't like to talk. He wears them specifically flesh. so he can add on to his mythos. So what? No, the... he's wearing them because he's traumatized and yeah. he can't touch people. Well, that's partially. He's like, oh my God, I out. love you, Anange, but I can't touch you. <laughs> and our very final, wow, this got way off topic. Our very, very final <laughs> conspiracy theory is that Kaz is the first X-Man mutant because he won't die. And I actually have canon evidence for this, you what guys. What is your evidence? Okay, look. He was directly next to the Queen Anne's Plague, right? Yeah, that's true. He you was the mutant gene, and he's the first X-Man, and if you go in 200 years into the future, all of the creatures are just all mutants, and there's like... Tony Stark isn't dead, okay? That's all I want. All right, so the Susan chin scale. Susan has, instead of double chins or three chins, she has 14 chins, but she doesn't really stick with that. She doesn't really stick with that. So we're going to rank the characters based on um, the fact that these two people are the two people who have not read the book or know anything Jake about it. and Susan. Yes. I am Jake. She is Susan. So we're going so to show them the characters. Starting off with Jesper. What do you think Jesper's like? He's got guns and a buzz cut. What kind of a character do you think he is? Uh, let's see. From that weird like smirk that he's doing, he kind of looks like an epic douchebag. <laughs> so that's Jesper. Yeah. Next character, we'll ri- let you write them at the end. Next character is Inej. Wow, you guys did not influence anyone. Oh, Inej is a woman? Like that. What a t- <laughs> Like a magical, magical woman, and she's got like peacocks. She looks very determined to do something. She looks like she's just kind of ready to like punch someone in the face and then floating knife stab them in the face. That wasn't that far off, actually. Okay, next character. Uh, Oh, God. He looks like a bit of a douche. Wait, that's Kaz? This is Kaz. That's an understatement. Wait, is Jesper the guy who dies? In the beginning? No. No. That's, that's Juice, Bruce, the oh. most useless character. He is as useless as a cardboard box full of orange juice. He's Jeez. my favorite character now. <laughs> I don't... He looks like a douche. He's just kind of like, yeah, man, I got this pocket watch chain thing. I don't know. And so now Nina. Ah, uh, yes. She definitely looks like a bit of a vampire with a gold dress and, you know, a floating skull and heart that, that, are, that, are, that are bleeding. She, she looks more calm and, like, composed than the other ones. I'm going off the artwork. She looks like Scarlet. Yeah, she does kind of look like Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. She does look like Scarlet Witch. Oh, my God. The mutant I told you people I'm right. Okay. Oh, he's got a wolf. I like him. Is that this oh, is, that's the Nazi uh, I, <laughs> I told you. This is Matthias. So, Jake, what are your impressions considering he's literally your twin? Oh, he's got a, he looks very much like me. He does look like a lot like me. Long blonde hair, wider forehead, blue gray eyes. I have like hazel eyes. Close enough. 
I don't have a wolf, but I do dogs. have two dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> two dogs make a wolf. Yeah. We all know this. I like his wolf. Fuck you. I like his wolf. Okay. And the last character, I guess, will be... Okay, so this is Kawhi. That's Jesper. We like. No, that's not Jesper. That's Wyland. Are they like dating or something? No. 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 I don't know. They're on the same plane. Are they, are they like Jackal Hyde? Yeah, kind of. Actually, it's, it's, it's not far off. It's, it's not, not far off, but it's also like, not right. So what do you think of this guy? <laughs> Yeah, like, he looks more like composed than the other guy. And the other guy kind of looks. is not composed. Yeah, he kind of looks like Newt's commander. Oh, and the he other does. He looks kind of more does. like the other guys from that movie. Which one's your type, Susan? Both. <laughs> so now They're we're both gay. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> you are. Your type is gay guys. <laughs> So and on that no- <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna rate the characters. Jesper, guys, chins. he has guns. <laughs> what are the chins? So a solid point five. Wow. Hey. Inej. Mmm. Thirty. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Ooh. Kaz. Do weird we like white him? boy. He's weird white boy. But like good weird white boy. Like Julia mm. loves him. Me, but emotionally scarred. Okay, three. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> I love you, Julia. Nina. Me, but like Ooh. Scarlet Witch, but She's better. Coyote. But like with more boobage. <laughs> boobage. I mean, true. Um, <laughs> 40. We have an extended cut. So Nina gets 40. Chins, that is. Matthias. Oh, he's a negative 30 million. Jake, that means you are also negative 30 million. <laughs> okay, they're, they're good. Kuwait. Mmm. Sexy bad boy. Yeah. No one, no, one likes, no one likes him. 80 million. He's really smart, though. I hate him. What do you think of Wylan? Oh. He's, he's a douche. Re- oh! He's, he's not. Like he looks like a douche. Wylan is the baby of his cheekbones. Like he, he looks like. He a doesn't lot have more. cheekbones. He's too young to no, have cheekbones. Him. No, but Wylan's too young to have cheekbones. How old is he? 15. He's like 15. Ew. They're all teenagers. Yeah, they're all teenagers. How old is he? Why does he have Like 17? Yeah. Yeah, so Wyland doesn't get Because Wyland has rich merchant blood. He has he gets twenty. Okay. I'll take Whoa. it. I'll take it. Um any overall notes about the book? Oh, we're doing overall notes right yeah. now? Yeah. Um Love it. Love it. I would recommend to anybody It has heist movie. plots and as somebody who really, really appreciates heist plots and heist books and movies, having a medieval heist plot with magic was the most fun I have ever had. As someone who doesn't traditionally read heist plots, I really, really appreciated this book because, sure, it was a heist novel, but it was also a lot more. But the heist was amazing. It like, has, don't get like, me wrong. Elements of everything because it's like heist, it's like magic, it's romance, and it gave me my team as family trope. Okay, all of the team kind of knitted together and was an adorable banter family friend group, which is the best trope, and I will fight you on that. It's so cute. Oh my goodness. I don't really know how to respond to that. I'm it's not gonna lie. I look, wonder what else that applies to. Look, I watched the Avengers, but every single... <laughs> <laughs> Let me make my point, you guys, because the thing is, is that since the Avengers is structured in a way that's like, oh, the big event movies, they don't. we don't ever get to see the group hanging out and being friends, and that's what I want in my teams, okay? That's why I like then the... Read the- Fan fiction. That's what I do, Nikita. <laughs> this has been Book Reader's Guide to the Galaxy. So long, and thanks for all the books.